where your questions and votes really do drive the show. So a warm welcome to everybody uh, joining on LinkedIn and on YouTube. Do let us know, please, in the chat where you're joining from and, of course, your name. So the city would be really great. And for the geography, for those who are challenged by geography, the country as well would be fantastic. So um, please do type that into the chat for us and uh, then we can go from there. We do love to hear from everybody. And of course, you know, get everybody joining in and involved. The social team are online. So we've got Shanice, uh, Ella and Adriana today, I think, who are picking up their conversations on the social chat on YouTube and also on LinkedIn. So they're going to be chatting with you as we go. We live stream, of course, Mondays at 8 and Fridays at 2 p.m., both UK time, um, to both platforms. Now, if your question, if you put a question in and it's selected, then your name's going to appear in the credits at the end of the show. So please do get yours in early and stay with us to see all of that happen. Today, we're going to be talking about relationships. Now, you can relax for a moment because these are actually business relationships that we're going to be talking about, but in particular, how to understand and build world-class business relationships. You know, the kind of concept of a business relationship manager is really taking hold now, and they're rapid, rapidly becoming a key part of an organization's internal and client-facing interfaces, interacting and bringing people together to improve communication, collaboration, and of course, ultimately, add value. Joining us today are a super experienced panel. So let's jump straight in and meet them. Diane Rampadarath is, of course, now a regular contributor to Level Up. She is Assistant Director, Public Service of the Republic of Trinidad and Tobago. And Diane builds sustainable relationships across complex groups of stakeholders. Testament to her work, she served on the National Council for Sustainable Development and also the Project Advisory Committee for Multilateral Environmental Agreements. So no mean feat. Welcome back to Diane. I'm sorry, welcome back to Level Up, Diane. Really lovely to see you today. Thanks very much, Nick. Always a pleasure to appear on Level Up and I'm looking forward to a very interesting show about business relationship management. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much indeed. Uh, Louis Aylwood is an accomplished change consultant uh, over with Granger Limited. He founded the business on his previous experience as working as an independent consultant um, within the law enforcement sector. He helps his clients solve really complicated problems, all right, and change challenges. And he does it at pace and at scale. So um, always acting as a catalyst, always facilitating for his customers. Um, it's fantastic to welcome you back to Level Up, Louis. Great to see you. Thank you, Nick. I'm really excited to be here. Looking forward to the show and um, really interested in any insights that we get uh, about business relationship management between a change management team and the rest of the organization. Um, but I'll try not to push my selfish agenda too much. <laughs> well, it's all, but I think it's interwoven. It's really hard to pull the threads out, okay, from doing change really well to doing relationship management really well. I, th I think that the two are pretty much the same. It, it's it's like the double helix of DNA, if you like. They're, they're inextricably linked. 
Luca Gambetti joins us. He's got a background in the IT industry, so I share that in common with him. And he's building his business, Equality Italia, with the purpose of positively impacting Italian organizations through his leadership and coaching. He does, of course, hold a range of leading practice certifications and teaches and coaches on the BRMP and the CBRM qualifications from the Business Relationship Management Institute. Welcome back to Level Up, Luca. Lovely to see you. Thank you, Nick. Uh, thank you for hosting me here. I would like also to remember that I am currently working here in Italy to bring BRM to every organization. We are actually uh, founded the Italian chapter for the BRM Institute, so I hope to see someone coming from my country. Thank you. Okay, absolutely right. And, you know, building communities, building, you know, groups of shared and common interests, those communities of practice and so on, is such an important part of all of this. So we'll touch on that a little bit as well as we move through the event. So thank you, Luca. Now, next, we seem to have a kind of little bit of a sort of competition going on, actually, between our next two panellists, Mark Rovers is making his 20th appearance on Level Up today. And, um, of course, he's he's joined us from all over the world, uh, mostly in Europe and mostly in the US. But even when he's in the US, we have to kind of ask him, whereabouts are you? Um, as his leadership consulting work takes him, you know, here, there and everywhere for his clients. Um, now, of course, on Level Up as well, um, uh, Mart is a key contributor and is often the voice of common sense on the panel. So really great to have you back, Mart, and um, looking forward to a great show. Thanks for having me again, Nick, and thanks for having me again, AKMG team. This is a team effort. Um, so thank you for that. I'm looking forward to the show. And um, and yeah, HN is on, so just be prepared. All right. Okay. Very good. Also making his 20th appearance and kind of joining at the 11th hour and the 59th minute today to make sure that he kind of keeps up that um, that marathon of sprints uh, is Etienne Chardlow. Um, he is, of course, a um, senior consultant with Symphonize and uh, he works across cultures and time zones delivering complex um, projects around governance and digital transformation and IT and so on. So um, super helpful to have you on the show, Etienne. I know that you're flat out working um, on a project with a client at the moment as well. So thank you very much for giving us uh, some more of your time today. Welcome back. It's really good to be back. And yeah, I'm coming to you from Saudi Arabia today. So I am I'm coming to you live from Riyadh, which is always exciting. And a nice, a nice cool autumn day today, 37 degrees. <laughs> okay, I can only dream about that. I can only dream about that. <laughs> um, here in the UK, it is, of course, past our summertime now, and we're, we're firmly into our autumn or the fall, as our um, colleagues in the US would describe it. Um, but it's very beautiful, I have to say. You know, the leaves are changing colour on the trees and so on. So we do appreciate our seasonal climate. Our question master for today is Sachitra Jacob. She's joining us from the beautiful city of Bangalore over in India. Um, so how are things, Sachitra? How was your weekend? Hi, Nick. Hi, everyone. It was a good but a busy weekend. Okay. All right. It's nice to um it's nice to have busy weekends. Sometimes you need a weekend 
to recover from the weekend, don't you? <laughs> We've kind of all been there from time to time. You know, it's kind of you think to yourself, okay, now I need a holiday. All right. Very good. Um, so thank you so much for that. Now, over on social, I can see a huge range of people from Corby in England. Gary Gates, thank you so much for joining us today. Really lovely to have you as part of the team. Um, Abhishek has joined, a regular contributor and follower of Level Up from India. So thank you so much. Um, Stephen uh, Nanaka, uh, up in uh, Newcastle in the UK. I hope I pronounced that correctly, Stephen. I do apologise um, if I didn't quite get that one right. And others are all online. So with that in mind, um, Suchitra, I think we should take our first question if we can. Sure. Our first question is from Tammy. Does a business relationship manager also serve as a project manager? If not, all right. where are the boundaries? Okay, what a great question. And the key word there, I think, is going to be serve. Etienne, start us off on this, and then we'll hear from Diane. Well, I'm going to say, yes, a business relationship manager can serve as a project manager. Um, you know, I think it's important that project managers are good at handling and dealing with people. Um, you know, there's a, there's a huge interconnection between what a project manager does and change management, there's a big connection with what a project manager does and business relationship management. So if they aren't fulfilling, fulfilling that role exclusively, there's nothing to say that a big part of what a project manager does is not business relationship management, is not change management. So I think there, there are elements of all of these roles in what a project manager does. Okay, excellent start. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Diane, let's hear your thoughts and then we'll go to Luca. So a business relationship manager can work as a project manager. However, their scope might be a bit broader because they also work with other sections and need to be knowledgeable in other areas as well. But one of the main difference is that a project manager usually deals with projects which has a start and an end date. And once they accomplish their goal, they wait until there is the next project. Whereas a business relationship manager is not time constrained. They don't really have like an end date and their goals and objectives can change. So it's a bit more flexible than a project manager. Okay, thank you very much indeed. Some really good um, insight there. Uh, Luca, your thoughts, please. And then we'll go to Mart. Yes, I was, uh, I was reflecting about that. Uh... Interesting question. And uh, I thought that, first of all, we sh could rem should remember that the project manager is in charge of uh, um, delivering something that is uh, beneficial to an organization, while a business relationship manager or business relationship specialist is in charge of the why these, uh, this object, this deliverable has been done in the first place. So having said all that, I think that there, there is no white and black answer. I think that over time, a project manager could be involved more and more on the why of his work. So moving slowly towards a more senior uh, position, moving towards relations. So uh, I think that is a, a sort of a path for, for a professional. 
from project management to business relationship management. Okay, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Mark, your thoughts, please, and then Louis. Uh, thank you, Tammy. Very good question. I'm going to disagree with uh, uh, some of the answers so far, uh, simply because uh, you know it's, uh, it's going to be a business manager or to serve as a project manager. I mean, that's the keyword there, and I don't think that should be the case. I think we should all stay in our lane. And um, you know, if you're a business manager, you know you have a focus on you know driving value, uh, building partnerships. Maybe helping evolve in culture, you know, going for the why, like Lucas said. And project managers, like um, Yen said, it's, it's as in, you know, you have a deliverable, and that deliverable doesn't have uh, happens to be called relationships. Um, does a project manager have business management uh, moments or, or uh, capabilities? Uh, would would be a project manager benefit from that? Absolutely. But the way the, the question is phrased, I would say. Um, no, but and then they're clearly boundaries. Thank you very much indeed, uh, Louis. Your thoughts? Yeah, thank you. You know, I I agree with all my panelists in terms of this being a really nice question um, to start with, and a, and a very strong question generally. Um, actually, I sort of you know it's a shame I come after Mark because everyone you know sort of I I, I think I'm going to end up disagreeing with him. Uh, I wanted to go earlier so I could be more positive and agree. Um, but uh, my instinct on this one, and I do think it boils down to interpretation of the question, is uh, yes, they can do, and they can serve in lots of other roles as well. Um, that's you know, and we've got business relationship manager here with you know small b, small r, small m, and I don't mean to be sort of picking the question apart too much. Um, but I think if we if we look at it just for a moment beyond the actual uh, sort of specialist professional role to the core skills. I think the core skills are very much within project management. I think the boundaries that people have outlined um, do ring true to me in terms of the difference between deliverables and maintaining relationships in the in the long term. Um, but one thing I would say from working with lots of PMs, uh, the PMs who I've worked with who have been really, really good, um, it's not just about time, cost, and scope. They've been very good at managing relationships. Now, I know that's different to business mm. relationship management uh, as a professional thing, um, but I think good PMs, actually, whether they realize it or not, put time and effort into building relationships, understand that actually lots of value in an organization is intangible. And you only get down to the intangible value by getting to what Luca talked about, you know, talking about the why. So, so I think, yes, uh, plus lots of other things. All right. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, panel. And quite a, what an interesting question to kind of start off the discussion for today. You know, I mean, the um, the whole point here is that often relationship management is, um, if I could steal a phrase, and repurpose it from the 1970s, is the hidden curriculum. Um, that underpins so many different roles in an organization. And it does reflect, I think, our professional maturity as we get better at business relationship management as a discipline. Then generally, whatever our primary job role happens to be, then that will be enhanced and enriched. So you have this kind of, you know, how do you separate it out? How do you separate the dancer from the dance? You know, in that sense, you know, if it's part of you and you're good at it, then it's going to come through. And by surfacing those skills and using them on a day-to-day -day basis, you'll find that um, so much of your other work uh, goes very well. 
All right, excellent. Well, let's move on. Thank you very much, panel. What a fascinating um, question to start us off with. So, um, Suchitra, if we may, let's move on and we'll take our next question, please. We have a question from Loka. What is the purpose of this role? Well, indeed. And Luca, I'm going to come to you last, my friend, <laughs> if that's all right. So let's start thinking about the what is the purpose of becoming a business relationship manager, business relationship specialist? Um, Diane, please start us off with your thoughts. So a BRM is a key role in any organization because essentially what they look at is monitoring customer satisfaction and also taking customers' requests and needs and relying this to different sections in an organization. So their role is basically customer service, customer satisfaction, building the brand of the organization. Okay, excellent. Thank you very much indeed. Etienne, your thoughts, please. I think another purpose of this role is to help identify strong relationships in an organization and then nurture those relationships. Um, a big part of that is, um, is kind of driving these positive relationships and nurturing these positive relationships, which tends to create more positive relationships. Um, you can kind of lead by example, you can, you can drive these conversations. And, and I always describe business relationship management as using relationships to help the organization make the magic happen. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Louis, and then we'll come back to Luca. Yeah, thank you. Um, well, I, I think uh, I haven't been left a lot there uh, from uh, Van Nessian because those answers were you know, um, very strong. But I think a different way to answer this would be to say uh, the purpose of this role is to make up for the failings of outcome-focused roles. So many jobs and organizations are outcome focused and they're measured by their outcomes. Um, and, you know, uh, in the last 200 years of history, organizations have become increasingly more specialized and you have specialism that exists today that didn't exist 10 years ago, let alone 50 years ago. Um, and most of them are entirely outcome focused. And there are huge benefits to that. But there's a failing there. And the failing is in that focus on the outcomes, we neglect our relationships uh, and somebody needs to fill that gap. Because I think everybody on this panel and probably everybody on this call has had um, a very real visceral experience of being in a work meeting and coming away feeling like, well, we nailed it in terms of outcomes. And I know that we had the right discussion. And I know that the decision we took was right for the business. But I come away feeling a bit bruised. And I think that team over there are probably a bit bruised by the way they were spoken to. And actually that, in the long term, repeated, can be very damaging to organizations. Um, and we're straying back into what you said we wouldn't do, Nick, which is talking about all the touchy-feely side of relationships, but I think this is part of it. Uh, somebody needs to be there to make sure that IT understand operations, and they understand not just what they do, but what their mindset is and what they care about, what they're sensitive about and what they're strong on. Um, somebody needs to be there to make sure that projects understand portfolio management, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I think you know, one way is to say, listen, it's there because there are failings in the outcome focus model. Okay, um, really good points. Never apologise, okay, for the touchy-feely element. It, it's actually the how that motivates us and lifts us up and sometimes inspires us in order to be able to solve whatever 
awkward stuck problem we you know were working on at the time you know that is the you know the uh, secret sauce or the magic dust or you know however you wish to kind of express it so couldn't agree um more there um really good thank you very much indeed um louis um um luca i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of pause a moment all right and if i may i'm gonna gonna kind of think about bringing in mart um just at this moment because um before i come back to you i really want to kind of go around the panel so with your patience um mark um give us your thoughts and then we'll definitely go to luca uh again good question uh, there i think well let, let's let's real be be aware of the following relationships are everywhere everywhere in the organization so when you talk about this role we all should take on that role no matter your title in other words, if we all get along, great things can happen. So we all have a role to play here and have to take on that responsibility of developing, uh, nurturing, advancing these uh, business relationships. So the purpose is eventually uh, that you accomplish goals, objectives, mission, visions, uh, because we do get along. We, we have trust-based relationships. We meet needs and expectations. And again, uh, we get along, and when we all get along, great things can happen. I always tell folks, go back to that one time in life that you were part of this wonderful team. Everybody had each other's back. You were outperforming anything that you were supposed to do. It was just, thinking back at it, it still puts a smile on your face. You know, it was just the most wonderful time in your career. Imagine that being every day going forward in your career, in other words, relationships were key there absolutely thank you very much indeed now luca i kind of feel this this may have been a rhetorical question in some respects just because you've seen this enacted many times and you're a real thought leader in this space so from your perspective how would you answer the question uh, yes um, i will dance for the purpose of this this role is to do more of the right things. Let me explain with a simple example. I was doing consultancy work in a great multinational here in Italy that's introducing business relationship management. They showed me uh, a, a big project uh, coming from human resources that was discussed by their relationship management role. At, at the end of the day, was cancelled because they talking together, they understood that they were never, never be able to make good use of a sophisticated IT system. This kind of discussion has um, reduced costs by hundreds of thousands of euros and uh, made them able to focus more on the right things. Thank you very much indeed. Focusing more on the right things, doing more of the right things. And that gives us a real insight into how leading practice transforms organizations over time. So it's not about fitting in. Okay. It's actually about leadership, you know, leadership in thought, leadership in action, leadership in outcome. And, and that isn't about stuff that you can necessarily measure empirically. It's the feeling of how did you do that 
So really great, really great question. Thank you so much, Luca. It's really got us kind of thinking, vision, mission, and, and a lot now, purpose, you know, the presence or the absence of a role. You know, what would you do if you didn't have this? You know, it's a great way, the antithesis of figuring out what the purpose is. So excellent. Thank you so much. Very good. Sachitra, um, I can see the questions are stacking up. Now, if you're out there um, watching us on LinkedIn, please do submit a question and then we'll bring it into the show. Next question, please, Sachitra. We have a live question from Anne who has asked this question at an interview. What is the difference between a business relationship manager and a service manager? Okay, what a great question. And what a lovely question to be asked to interview. Well, at least it was. I think I hope it was for you, Anne. You, you suggesting you know, that it was a positive experience to be able to highlight the differences. Now, we've got some folks who've uh, built careers and work with service managers a great deal um, kind of on the panel. So where would you kind of draw the line, if you like, and differentiate a uh, panel between those two primary um, responsibilities who'd like to start us off on this front. Mart, by all means. Um, clearly different roles. And um, I would say service manager may be more focused on the uh, provider organization, uh, making sure that the services provided to the business partners uh, not only are of value today, but also in the next three to five years. And it's also a wonderful you know, point of contact for a uh, business relationship manager when um, the business relationship manager identifies needs and um, pains in the organization, uh, pain points that keeps leadership uh, awake to turn around and say, hey, um, do we have this in our portfolio? Should we have this in a portfolio? I mean, the two go definitely nicely hand in hand. Uh, uh, both need to look forward uh, strategically, hopefully three to five years uh, ahead of time, to make sure that the services are ready when um, the, the business partners wants them to wants these services um, for obvious reasons to stay relevant and to you know, remain competitive. Indeed, thank you so much, um, Etienne. Your thoughts, please. Yeah, I think a big difference between these two roles is that a business relationship manager role tends to be a lot more strategic and a service manager role tends to be a lot more kind of operational, kind of more tactical. Um, there, there are strategic elements uh, to, to both roles, but the business relationship manager tends to be at a slightly higher level um, in terms of kind of that hierarchy of kind of strategy, tactics, operations. Um, and I think that that really is one of the key differences um, is where they're focused. So one is focused on the services uh, and kind of delivering and making sure that the services delivered properly, whereas the business relationship manager tends to focus a little bit more on the reason why the service exists in the first place. Yeah, indeed. And I think it's really important as we think about these that they are roles and not everybody has a a job, you know, full-time job as mm. uh, each of these distinct things. So through our careers, we may well transition, you know, uh, at times we'll be using, you know, our primary uh, role to be able to, you know, form and, and run a project team and deliver, a, you know, deliver a project. On other occasions we'll be 
you know, working to um, manage and deliver services. On another occasion, we'll be, you know, working as a primary leader in business relationship management. So building out your career, leveling up your career is an important thing to do. And I think we'll touch on how you might be able to augment those skills um, in a little while. So right now, though, Suchitra, let's move on, please. And we'll take our next question. We have a question from Irene. Is having strong emotional intelligence a necessary skill effective in business relationships? Oh, what a great question this is. Who'd like to start us off on the thinking around using uh, emotional intelligence in order to be able to augment you know, how you deliver your job role? Um, Etienne, start us off. Yeah, look, I, I believe it is a necessary skill for business relationship management and for effective business relationships. Um, but intelligence is becoming necessary world of work. Yeah, um, I think emotional intelligence is is becoming critical in almost every role. Um, so yes, very important as business in business relationship management, but I would argue that emotional intelligence is becoming a lot more important everywhere. Yeah, I, I would certainly agree with that. I'll come back to that in a few mo moments. Um, Diane and then Mart, please. So the concept of emotional intelligence looks at being empathetic, which is important as, as a function of a BRM. But also additional things which are important would be looking at customer needs, being able to work with people and build networks and relationships with people, as well as having good communication and strategic thinking skills. So all the emotional intelligence is important. It should be combined with other skills to be an effective BRM. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed. March, your thoughts, and then we'll hear from Louis. Um, a thousand percent, yes. I mean, business relationship management uh, as a, or in that role, empathy and social skills, self-awareness, self-regulation, motivation. I mean, uh, those are all key ingredients of becoming a, a specialist and becoming uh, uh, proficient in this uh, in this role. So, most certainly, um, you know, if you are a natural in that space, you're most likely also going to be a good business relationship manager. Um, and if you're not, everything can be learned. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed. Louis, final thoughts on this one? So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a strong yes, I think, uh, is, is my response. And, and I agree with what's been said uh, by the other panellists here. I think it definitely is a necessary skill. Uh, I don't think it's the only skill you need. And I think you can go a bit further, actually, and, and, and break this down a bit. Um, so, you know, emotion intelligence is a really big term, encompasses a lot of stuff. It's also a term which is up for debate, I think, in, in a way that maybe it wasn't five years ago. I think people like to question it and question its, question its usefulness. So it's, it's worth keeping an eye on. But, you know, um, think about building rapport. That's a skill. Think about building rapport in the first five minutes of a meeting. That's a very specific skill. That's very hard to do. Um, think about self-deprecation. That's a skill. Think about um, being able to uh, tell a joke. Uh, in a work context that is an appropriate joke that actually does genuinely make people laugh, not just laughing because they feel they have to. That's a skill. And I'm not, I'm not suggesting that you have to become a stand-up comedian, by the way. Um, but there are these particular ways in which you can test yourself. And that's what I like about emotion intelligence is you can practice it all the time. Unlike some of our more functional technical skills, you can practice EI 
uh, from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed, you know, uh, when you go and buy your coffee and you strike up a conversation with the person who makes your coffee in which you build a bit of rapport, that's a good skill. And if you can't do it, go to a different cafe and try again. So, uh, yes, uh, and definitely an easy thing to practice um, and will pay dividends, I think. Louis, I, I, what a lovely way to you know give some practical examples there. And certainly the little town where I live, there are so many coffee shops, even somebody as incompetent as I am, <laughs> being able to do that. You know, I, I can get plenty of practice now. So I think I might try that out, actually. What a lovely um, idea. Um, I, I would say, yeah, absolutely. It's, it, it is part of the um, spectrum if you like, of skills that we need to be able to draw from. And I, I, I disagree with those folks that say, oh, it, it's all getting far too, you know, woolly now and, you know, uh, and so on, because it's not about your heart kind of winning out, if you like, over your head. You know, it's actually about um, making use of both and being able to win. It's that phrase is an old fashioned phrase, isn't it? To win hearts and minds. Okay, it's not one or the other. It is genuinely both. So very good. And some great practical examples for us all to try. And by the way, if you're in the UK and you fancy a cup of coffee, then, you know, drop me a line on LinkedIn. Let's connect and see if we can be in the same city or even the same coffee shop at the same time. You never know. All right. Very good. Let's move on, please. Um, uh, I think, Suchitra, we've got lots of people online and I can see that we're getting some more questions in. If you're watching online audience, by the way, you know, just type your question into the chat, please, and then we'll put it to the panel and uh, and get you involved. Suchitra, next question. We have a question from Mathilde. How do you stay authentic in business relationships? Example, not sounding too salesy. Okay, Lucas, start us off. Authenticity, so, so important. Uh, my personal suggestion is always start with the why. Sorry, I am coming back to the, to the, to the why question. So uh, please remember we are going to work to solve problems for another human being. So it's very simple. We are not selling. I never sell anything. I just solve problems. Everyone will listen to you if you can solve their problem. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Spot on. Thank you very much indeed. Um, Etienne, your thoughts, please. Then we'll hear from Diane. Yeah, I have to agree with Luca. It really is important that you focus on the why that relationship exists. Um, another another way to stay authentic, and this is going to sound really cheesy, is to be authentic. <laughs> be self-aware. You know, if you are self-aware, it goes a long way to being authentic. Absolutely right. Thank you very much indeed, Diane. So a good PRM listens well as a service mindset, and the success of a PRM is to make other people successful. I think once you understand your mandate and your role and you perform efficiently and effectively and you maintain that mandate, you would be successful in having your business relationships. And you see, this is somebody who works in government, all right? And, and there it lies, the great experience there. Make sure that you're helping other people be successful. 
All right, that's at, at the heart of this, isn't it? Business relationship management. Um, Louis, what would you like to add to that? Well, just just one very small thing, which is I think um, this question of authenticity uh, it gets harder if your job title is business relationship manager, because I think people are going to look at that and think, well, your job is to manage the relationship. Therefore, it's hard for me to think that this, uh, you know, sort of coziness that we're developing is genuine. And I'm sort of filtering through actually how much of this is about, you know, we get on and how right. much of this is about it's your job. And that's at an individual level, but you can also build that out to a team level. So I think one way to stay authentic in business relationships is to not be a BRM. Uh, but I, I know that's that sort of <laughs> kind of probably not the advice that some people want to hear because some people want to pursue that. So I think the other way might be just maybe, maybe tackle that straight up, uh, you know, tackle that issue straight up because I do think certainly uh, some individuals and some parts of the workforce are going to be a little bit skeptical of somebody who comes in with that job title and they might be second guessing some of your intentions so just be aware of that. Okay excellent thank you very much indeed you know I mean I would say that um, with all of this a great way to begin if you're thinking you know my organization has that um, Teflon-coated, slopey-shouldered type approach to things where, oh, okay, if we've got a specialist project manager, we don't need to manage projects, they can do that. Or if we've got a specialist change manager, we don't need to do that, that person can do it, or a BRM, et cetera, et cetera. It's to think about building community. You know, Luca's starting to do this very effectively in Italy. And within your own organization, you can build a community of practice where it's nobody's primary job but you want to see people adopting you know the the methods the tools the approaches building up their business relationship management skills and communities of practice very good indeed very well received generally very well supported as well and in time who knows that could grow into a center of excellence in its own right very good thank you so much panel what a lovely question thank you matilda um, uh, really appreciate you putting that question into Slido. Um, Suchitra, please, can we move on? We'll take our next question. We have a live question from my knee. Have you seen in the industry the business relationship specialist or managers transition to customer success managers and vice versa? Any thoughts on okay. this? Okay. Yeah. Thoughts on this panel? Diane, start us off, please. A business relationship manager identifies existing as well as potential needs of customers, and they rely or forward this information to different departments in an organization. Because they're so much focused on customer needs and customer satisfaction, a BRM can indeed transition to a customer success manager. Um, yeah, I I agree with that. I do agree with that, definitely. I think also, um, Etienne, I'll come to you in a moment, um, if I may. Um, one of the thoughts that, that I would have on this is that there is no absolute clarity in the definition of these roles. Some organizations have customer success managers. It's a very broad church that, you know, it's a very broad spectrum of activities that they're doing. Um, and uh, the same with roles 
that might not necessarily be called BRMs or BRM, you know, business relationship specialists. So I think I'm going to give you one of those, it depends type, you know, consulting answers a little bit. Um, Etienne, your thoughts, and then we'll hear from Mart. Yeah, for me, I think the, the, the big challenge when you have the, have customer success manager or customer service manager as your title, your focus then becomes on kind of taking orders from the customer and being that kind of intimacy between the service provider and, and, the, and the customer. And I think it's really important that as business relationship managers and business relationship specialists, the focus is more on facilitating the relationship between the provider and the customer and making sure that, that relationship works well rather than just being the intermediary. Okay, thanks so much. You're breaking up a little bit there, Etienne, but I think we caught the gist of that um, very well, so I appreciate it. Um, Mart and then Louis, please. Nick, I agree with you with um, the, the names. Uh, customer Relationship Manager is another one. And there are so many other flavors uh, of, I mean, it all comes down to that relationship element uh, eventually, where, for Lucas' point earlier, you know, they're, you're there to solve problems and in other words uh get relationships uh focused on uh success to to use that word so um yeah it it really really depends uh and yes there's so many different titles for that that same role um whatever we're calling it yeah yeah absolutely thank you very much indeed um louis what are your thoughts on this one well, I had a, um, uh, a real example. Uh, someone I worked with in the last six months has made this transition. Um, the job titles aren't exactly uh, as the question has phrased them, but it, it, it basically is that. Um, mm. And, you know, without sort of uh, naming names, I think, you know, this is someone I work with fairly closely and they found it quite a hard transition, although, although there's a strong overlap between those roles. Um, they're doing really well now in the role. I think what they found difficult certainly in the first few months from when I was talking to them, was working in that more uh, customer-focused role, um, the metrics for success got clearer. Shifting into the BRM role, I think they found more difficult. And there was the way they described it to me was there was a subtlety to it um, that, that it took them longer than they thought uh, to, to get to. So perhaps that's part of it, you know, metrics. But again, that, that would depend, I suppose, on how mature the BRM function is because BRM functions can have quite effective metrics for success too but they may be just uh, harder to establish. Excellent. Yeah, thank you very much indeed. And it's really good to follow different people's careers, you know, internally and externally. One of the things that we forget about our LinkedIn networks is it's not just there to try and sell stuff to people. Right, or even to be the recipient of a sales pitch. It's actually there for a reason. You know, we're supposed to be networking with each other. When did you actually last reach out to somebody who joined your network or you joined theirs enthusiastically, okay, and actually have a conversation with them about, you know, how are things going? What's happening? You know, how can you help them? These sorts of building blocks. Because I can assure you, if you do need your network's help in the future, it's going to be a very different experience if you've invested in your network versus just simply try to grow it, which is two very, very different things. All right. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed, panel. And Miley, what a lovely question. 
to be put. So thank you very much indeed. We'll follow your career with interest as well. Let's move on. Suchitra, take our next question. We have another live question from Enrico. Is there a difference between business relationship management versus business development? Which areas overlap? All right. So, um, look, I've worked with many organizations. Um, my early career was in the software industry, and business development is a part, I think, of what we should be doing, whether we're uh, uh, on the demand side of an organization or on the delivery side of an organization. You know, it's about us being, you know, able to, you know, shape and transform and explain the value that we are bringing as an organization to our clients. Now, the one thing about the kind of comparative questions is um, it's easy to kind of um, uh, put people into little boxes, all right, and say, okay, these guys over here do this and those folks over there do that and, you know, and so on and so on. In reality, of course, what we're looking to do all of the time is to bring the customer forward towards us, all right, and bringing them towards us means getting business relationship management right if you get business relationship management right you will find actually that naturally that high quality high value business will follow one begets the next um luca your thoughts on this and your experience as well in in your experience does is that something that really resonates with you yes so let's start with my uh, experience uh, uh, well if you um, manage if you correctly manage your relations you will generate a lot of value and if you generate a lot of value your business will grow so uh, i am surprised of uh, the growth of my own business over years i am well I, it's a little bit scary also but uh, if we uh, focus on why, sorry about repeating myself, and you focus on the value you generate, uh, your business will absolutely grow. So business development and business relationship management go hand in hand. Having said that, I think we should make a difference between internal customer relationship and external mm-hmm customer relationship because but but it's similar because in internal business relationship management you make a good use of a business that you already have of the resources that were given to you while in external business relationship management you are actually building something completely yeah i absolutely agree with that it's like um um, you know, if you're in compliance in a large financial services organization, you don't really want more business, do you? You just want more people doing the right thing. <laughs> so it's quite a difference between those two when you think about it in certain uh, groups within organizations and so on. All right. Look, very good. Brilliant question. Thank you so very much. Enrico, uh, we appreciate you putting that question into LinkedIn and getting it in front of the panel. So Chitra, we're running out of time. Let's move on. We'll take our next question, please. We have a question from Cindy. What are the qualifications to be a business relationship manager? Okay, Diane, start us off on these. 
some of the skills to be a BRM would be having leadership skills, communication skills, strategic thinking skills, problem-solving skills, and negotiation skills. So therefore, having qualifications in one or more of these can qualify you to be a BRM. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, Mart, on the qualification side. Uh, obviously, there's a qualification scheme that APMG uh, supports, but um, I also want to mention the BRM Institute. It has a competency model uh, that's comprised of uh, satisfying purpose, driving value, building partnerships, and, um, and now I'm blanking out. So if Luca, please chime in. Um, there's uh, a fourth one. <laughs> I'm really bad uh, here. Well, so, it's, um, it's, uh, evolving culture. Evolving culture. Yeah, so it has these four pillars, and it has then uh, four four levels of uh, maturity in each of those, and it starts basically, you know, you're a beginner and all the way to a master, so to speak. So uh, try it if you're a member of the BM Institute to see where you're at and see where there's room for improvement. Yeah, absolutely right. Now, Luca, you're building these communities of practice across different organisations in Italy. Um, how important is it? you know, as part of that work, the qualifications are at the heart of getting it right? Uh, well, it's absolutely important. I, I mean, we need a common language uh, between diverse, different organizations and qualification bring us a common language, bring us a, a common knowledge base. So it's, it's very useful, at least at, at a fundamental level. It's, Everyone involved has a qualification. Okay, thank you very much um, indeed. Um, I think we've got time for one last question, but before we leave that one on qualifications, the other one, the other element to this that I would say is that um, this is about a professional development journey. It's not a destination. So in taking the qualifications, as Mark was describing, you then have, well, you have membership options as well. Join the community, get involved, all right? There are groups on LinkedIn. There are, you know, the Business Relationship Management Institute has set up groups in different countries. We have many of the, their ambassadors as panelists on Level Up. Um, they've just had the international, con is it the BRM Connect uh, conference, which just finished, I think, over the weekend uh, in the US. Um, and they also do... Uh, regular and frequent um, uh, webcasts and um, online meetings and so on to really help practitioners around the world, you know, develop their competency and capability in this space. So do look them up. Business Relationship Management Institute, really good source of um, clear thinking and leading practice in this area. Very good. Thank you very much indeed, panel. So Chitra, I think we've got just about time. We might be only able to take one or two answers, but let's take our final question. I have a question from Esther. Are there any other titles that can progress to become a business relationship manager as we don't have the title in our organization? All right. Okay. So um, what are our thoughts? Is this available to anybody, everybody? Louis, start us off, please. Yeah, so I think um, one other title would be change manager. Uh, that's been my routine. Um, so I think, you know, if you have people in the organization who call themselves change managers, 
then they can progress to becoming business relationship managers. Um, and actually, for me, it, it connects into what might be an interesting um, evolution in change management. I say might, but I think it's already underway, which is um, at the moment a lot of change management resources spent on projects, it's spent on initiatives. Um, and that I think there's an inevitable urgency to that, which means change managers tend to go there. But I know a lot of organizations are trying to pull back some change management resource and get it towards um, some of the more permanent uh, aspects of thinking about change, of handling change. And those more permanent aspects um, are, are very much about relationships between the teams within an organization. So, you know, I'll, I'll be unashamed in the fact I'm talking here about internal uh, business relationship management. Um, that's certainly the area that I know best. Um, and actually, a change manager who gets teams to talk to each other in deep and meaningful ways about what they actually think, what their mindsets actually are, um, offers huge value and, it, and essentially is a BRM. So, I think um, change managers definitely won. Um, I would also say to Esther, you don't have that title in your organization. Uh, wait, I think you will do. Um, so uh, the Business Relationship Management Institute is 10 years old. The Change Management Institute is 17 years old. The Project Management, well, uh, the Association of Project Managers is 50 years old. So there's likely to be a trajectory with this discipline that's similar to what we've seen with project management and change management. So um, if you wait, the title will be there. If you don't want to wait, um, change manager is a good option. Okay, all right. Thank you very much. I'm so pleased you stopped short of mentioning how old I am. Excellent. Um, Diane, next, please, and then Etienne. Some of the other titles can be a client relations manager or customer service account manager, because essentially the role of a BRM is to look at existing and potential needs of customers and having ensuring that their business processes to meet these needs. So some of these other titles can help you transition to be a BRM. Okay, excellent. Thank you very much. Final thoughts, Etienne? Yeah, yeah um, Diane has pretty much covered what I was going to say, but customer service managers, account managers, these are all titles that in some way are business relationship managers. And many of those current job titles are slowly starting to become business relationship managers, which really just take those relationship aspects of those roles to the next level. All right. Yeah, very good. It does um, always think carefully, by the way, when you're updating your electronic CVs online. There was a classic phrase that, um, that I read once, which was where somebody who'd worked in that kind of customer relationship management role um, said that they had been responsible for all the complaints in their organization for the last 10 years and i think the phrasing may have been may have, may have been done a little bit better so always get somebody else to read your electronic cv before handing it over and um, closing remarks then panel on that note um luca if i may um your thoughts on today's show and then i'll come to diane uh well my closing remark is it was absolutely interesting fascinating the uh, I think that we went in depth of what the work of a business relationship specialist should look like. We talked about differences with with other roles. So I hope we bring a little bit of clarity more on this new and fascinating role. Thank you so much, Diane and then Louis. A very interesting show with a lot of thought-provoking questions. 
So thank you again, Nick, Satichra, and the team at APMG International for the opportunity to appear on the show. And I also learned a lot from my fellow panelists. So thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Louis, then Etienne. Yeah, thank you, Don. I think it's been um, really fascinating. And for me on UK time, uh, a great way to start the Monday and um, start the week. Um, I think the main thing that, that, that I'll take away will be where we've touched on um, the fundamental uh, sort of nature of, of, of BRM um, and, this, and the particular flavor of it. And we talked a little bit about um, emotion intelligence and what is required there. Um, I think that, you know, sort of it's, it's inspired me a little bit to, um, later this week and some of my consultancy work probably try even more than I normally do to get teams to really talk about, uh, what they fundamentally do. And I do think that, um, as much as we want to professionalize this, we shouldn't lose the connection to fundamentally, we're not talking about too many different principles to the ones that apply in your relationship with your wife, with your husband, uh, with your loved ones. So you know, um, you can take that and think about it, reflect on it and develop your professional practice uh, purely through that thought exercise. Absolutely agree. And uh, thank you very much indeed for that, Louis. Um, Etienne and then Mart. I think for me, a big, a, a big um, part of business relationship management is building connections. Um, and it's something we've done today on the panel. You know, I've made some new connections during the show. Um, and it really is about building and maintaining and nurturing these connections to help us focus on on what's right. So, yeah, thank you for this opportunity. All right, excellent. Thank you very much indeed. And Mart, your closing remarks, please. Then we'll hear from Suchitra. Just to uh, stick to the question as in how to become a British Management Specialist, I want to um, uh, mention again the BRM Institute who has these uh, qualification levels to become a BRM professional and then the next level to become a certified uh, BRM and then even a, an, another level to become a master at this race management. So if, if this is your passion, then uh, definitely pursue that uh, path. And to play off um, on your earlier remarks, Nick, that I'm on both sides of the pond, uh, besides Interprom USA, uh, we now have also Interprom Europe, which is totally, totally focused on this race management. So. I'll be, be still on both sides of the pond. Okay, excellent. Well, we'll welcome you back with open arms when you're next uh, over um, this side of the Atlantic. Thank you very much um, indeed. So, Chitra, um, your thoughts on today? It's been an amazing show, and thank you to our producers who are watching online and sending us some great questions. Especially, I really like the question on emotional intelligence. That got me thinking quite a bit. And thank you to our panelists as well for some amazing answers. Yeah, and, and as uh, I couldn't agree more with that, some brilliant questions today from our um, producers online and um, everybody participating in the chat, um, you know, from Solar, you know, who's uh, been asking questions um, all of the way through to our first contributor today. I mean, we had Enrico in the middle and we had, um, I think Gary was one of the early folks to join us today online. So thank you very much, um, everybody who's been doing that. Great job. And what, do watch out for your name in the credits if your question was selected. Over on our website, you can search for answers to now more than 1,400 different questions from previous episodes and they connect you with 170 experts from around the world. And don't forget, the audio version is brilliant. Okay, so download the podcast, just subscribe to it. It's available on all of the major platforms. 
Apple, Spotify, and you know Google, and all the other ones. Now, coming up on Friday, we actually have a German language episode as we explore the, the theme of love it, leave it, or change it. So do please let your German-speaking colleagues know all about that one. It's all in local language. It's all in German. Monday the 17th, we're going to uh, spend some time thinking about the practical hints and tips to enable you to level up to sounding great and looking amazing in every online meeting that you have. Such a core and important thing today to project your personal brand. Subscribe to the show and we'll send you a personal summary of what's coming up and of course how you too can join us here on the panel and level up your career with APMG. Have a great week everybody. We'll see you next time.